Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the good news program, and the president of The Caring Place, here is Ronald Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by The Caring Place with centers in Miami and Broward. Uh, we've been known as the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers for many, many years, but this year we're rebranding and calling ourselves The Caring Place. And the reason is because we've been caring and serving for the homeless for 100 years. That's our centennial celebration is this year. I'm Ron Brummett, your host and president of The Caring Place, and I'm normally joined with my lovely wife, Marilyn. She's not here this morning, but we have a great program, and again, it is our 100-year celebration. I'm so overwhelmed. I am honored to be here and be a part of this great ministry, this great nonprofit that has weathered decades and decades of you know economic ups and downs and wars and hurricanes and and just uh, so many things that came across it against it during the hundred years. And many times it was just on the edge of uh, disappearing. And in the seventies, the Jacobs, Dr. Frank and Maxine Jacobs, uh, they were called by God. They were at a great big church. He's a tenor. He was a singer. He's a gospel singer. He toured the country, but God called him to serve in Miami and to serve the homeless, the least, the last and the lost. And because of those two, the mission basically had a resurrection. And I uh, just started growing and flourishing. I came along in 1990 and joined the crew. And I've been here, like I said, 30 years. My wife has been here 20 years. The Jacobs were here 35 years. So if you count everything together, we got about 50 years right together uh, of the 100-year of the celebration. And there were two other couples that came before us. So we are very excited and, again, very honored to be a part of this. We're having a tremendous get-together. We call it our set I, I Care Gala. It's going to be held October 15th at the Signature Grand. Uh, we're, we're hoping to have every table filled. We still have sponsorships available. We're looking for a certain a company, a, a church, an individual that can be our grand $100,000 sponsor. I know that sounds like a lot of money, but God's a big God, and, and I believe that he can do that for us. He can He can provide that $100,000 sponsorship. There's levels of 50000 and so on. But for $200, if you just want to come and be a part of this great celebration, you're going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. We have special music, special testimonies, a walkthrough of the history of the Miami Rescue Mission of Broward Outreach Centers. Uh, and in fact, we have a book being published. It's, in fact, the last draft is being done right now. Everyone that's attending the uh, celebration is going to get a copy of that. And it tells uh, the history of the mission, also has excerpts from donors and supporters and volunteers and changed lives. And you'll even read a little bit about my story and Marilyn's story in the book. So we're very, very excited about that. Uh, again, we can't do all the things that we do without our wonderful donors. And we are working on uh, some surprises to come up. Not only do we want to have what happened in the last hundred years uh, with all the different, I guess, testimonies and, and people just praising what happened to them at the mission and what they've done here at the Caring Place, but also it's going to be about the future and what are we looking for to the future. You know, I, again, I, I have to just stop. I must have, I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of people go through the doors in my 30 years. And I'm thinking, you know, over a hundred years, that's 365,000 days. That's a lot of, of love. That's a lot of compassion. That's a lot of help. That's a lot of transformation. 
that this ministry has been, been doing, and we're going to continue to do that until there's no one is homeless. That is our vision, that no one is homeless. And what we mean by that is people here on Earth have a place to call home, and when they leave planet Earth, they have a place to call home. And uh, that's what we figure is the best news of all is that when people, when they pass away, if they put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they know they have eternal life. Now, we are a Christian organization. We've been telling people that for decades. Uh, but when you come to one of our centers, you don't have to be of any faith. You know, we're going to love you just the way you are. And that's how God loves us. We don't have to get cleaned up. We don't have to get ourselves fixed up. We don't have to stop doing what we're doing. Uh, we just simply need to come to him as we are and say, God, I can't do this. I need your help. And, and God is always faithful to be there. And so, you know, we can talk about all the buildings that we've done. We can talk about our activity center, our school, our clinics, our housing developments, our food service, our community outreaches. But it all comes down to change lives. You're going to hear a change life. Omar's going to give his testimony. You're going to hear about a change life today. And I really believe that during these whole episodes, these 10 years of doing programs, uh, just the testimonies themselves, just people that come to us broken, hopeless, uh, uh, just full of despair, depressed. Uh, some are suicidal. Some have, have tried everything in the world to get their life right, and they just keep failing, and they keep living on the street, and they can't seem to break that cycle of homelessness. And they come to us with a willing spirit, and they are listening, and they apply themselves to all the classes. They study the Word of God. They spend time in prayer. They go to their computer classes. They go to their life skill classes. They go to how to find a job and fill out a resume and all that stuff. But really what it comes down to is they're changed from the inside out. So we are not just going to put somebody in a new suit of clothes and send them out to get a job. We want to get a new man in that suit of clothes. And we can't do that without the support of the community. And so over the thousands and thousands of volunteers that I've seen, the thousands and thousands of lives that have come through here, uh, the, the staff itself over the years has changed, and the face of homelessness has changed over the last hundred years. It used to be alcoholism, and then it became a crack, and now it's become all sorts of designer drugs. And the main uh, challenges we're having with the homeless right now is in the last five to ten years, we've seen a tremendous uptick in those that are suffering from mental illness. And during the 70s and 80s, all the mental institutions uh, really were empty because they had these special drugs, these psychotropic drugs that they thought were going to do a good job for people. The problem is when people are not looked at, they may not take their medication, and that's when you see people on the side of the street talking to, the, to a tree or talking to a cloud. And, you know, for many people, when you're going through Miami and, and Broward counties and you see somebody, maybe they got a, a cardboard sign out there that says, hey, uh, help me, uh, I'm homeless, I need something to eat. And you think, that guy's been out there every day for the last month. Every every day that I come up there, I'm trying not to look him in the eyes, but if he can stand there and be on time every day, why can't he get a job? And people just don't realize there's always something other side of the story. And you don't know if the man is mentally ill. Is he hooked on, on drugs? Has he got so depressed that all he does is beg and then go out get drunk? You don't know the back-end story. So it's easy to stereotype people. It's easy to pigeon people. But I know firsthand that when people come through those doors, they've made a big decision. They're telling themselves, I can't take care of myself. I can't feed myself. I can't clothe myself. I don't even have a place to shower. It's very uh, uh, humiliating in a way because you've come to the end of yourself where you know you can't even feed yourself 
And and that's what our draw is, is that when people come into our centers, it's not just because we have the best looking place or because of the nicest staff or the greatest program. It's because they're hungry. And and for this fall year, we're going to this fall, we're going to serve over 250,000 meals. You can be a part of that by going to our website and becoming a Meals a Month partner. Or you can sponsor and help uh, sponsor a table or or even uh, a larger sponsorship at our gala. And again, all the funds that were raised for the gala are going to go for the next year. We're, so it's a jump start. We want to have a big development in our property in our, our North Miami Gardens property. We have a four and a half acre property there. We're looking to make that like a village in the future. We don't want to stop on, on our laurels. We want to do something more. And the, the big buzzword in, in all the nation is affordable housing. You don't have to be homeless to struggle with affordable housing. You know, rents are up to $2,500, $3,000 for a little one bedroom. Uh, where do people go when they, let's say you get off the street, you've had a tremendous drug problem, you get yourself turned around, you get a job, uh, unfortunately you're making 13 or 14 dollars an hour, uh, where are you going to be able to live? And so we have our own affordable housing complexes and we want to try to make that even larger uh, in the upcoming years, especially to deal with families and have intact families, mom, dad and their children, have a safe and affordable place, not only to get help, but also to stay there in the future and, and build up their war chest so that maybe they can go out and buy their own home. Well, again, we can't do all that we do. And, it's, and I want to give a special shout out to our faith partners. Uh, this ministry is built on prayer. And uh, it started out in 1922 with the couple coming down because of prayer. They had a horse-drawn carriage, and they served the people of Miami. And then the next next couple came on, the Ashes, and then the Jacobs came on. And all during this whole time, uh, people throughout the country have been praying, not only for the homeless that we're ministering to, but by the staff and for the finances and for the well-being of everybody here. And again, you can't say thank you enough for, for people praying for you and doing that. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Looking. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate at the Caring Place with the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. So excited we have today on the phone with us, Luis Montanez from Steady Revival Ministry. Welcome, Luis. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God, Luis, I'm excited. Number one, I'm, I'm thankful. I want to thank you once again for stopping by our center in Hollywood and Broward County and dropping off donations. I mean, my colleague uh, Mitch over there at the center was so impressed. He had a good conversation with you, and he said, Leanne, you got to have them on the radio. They had an ama- they have an amazing ministry, and, and here we are, right? So thank you for, for dropping off the donations. How did you find out about us? Let's start there. Well, um, me and my son and his best friend, uh, we started a, um, a Bible study This that became a, uh, a, then we became a church. So what happened was uh, we wanted to give back and we started feeding the homeless on Griffin and uh, 441 right here in Hollywood. And we noticed that uh, they started, uh, a lot of people started coming over and then we were blessed to have people that donate and when we would have too much stuff we decided to go and find somebody else that needs it and we found you guys over there on Scott's. 
Absolutely. And and you stopped by and you dropped it off. And, and, and yes. this beautiful ministry that you guys have, right, which now is a church, right? Um, yes, a church. And, and it's new, but it's powerful. Tell me about Steady Revival Ministry. Well, Steady Revival Ministry, it, as, like I said, it was uh, my son became a deacon and his best friend became a pastor. And we were doing Bible studies at home. Um, in 2014 and it started growing about 2017 the pastor which his name is um angel vega he they decided on a name called study revival ministries and then we actually had, um got a place uh family members and friends started coming over um from a bible study we start he started ministering and then at 2018 my son um deacon nesta became a deacon that's amazing. That's now, now, as part of everything that you're doing, and, and again, I mean, what a humble beginning. You guys started giving away food in, in, in the street, and then you moved on mm -hmm. to something greater. And, and that's the way God works, right? I mean, he starts putting the... Uh, the people in the right place and and yeah. finding the locations and finding the ways to to help our community and and so wonderful best to to pastor uh, vega and to your your son uh and and thank you for for all of you for doing everything that you're doing now so are you still going out in the street or this is something that you're just doing at the church now every first saturday of the month i take all month i collect clothes and i make sure i got somebody in place to donate the food this is what happens to my logistics work i work all month to make sure this one day we have everything we need so once we have everything in place the first saturday of every month i'm on the corner of griffin and 441 we got about 30 people that come to us now and then um as when they come to us we actually what we do we found out that it was better to you know feed them first and after we feed them, we pray, and then we give them clothes. Um, and then we ask them questions to see what they need for next month and stuff like that. And then every time we have anything extra, um, you know, my wife was the one who started saying, you know, let's let's continue. And then that's when we go over to Scott Street and we give it to them. And I mean, we give them full meals. You know, we're planning on in November to have a full Thanksgiving meal for them with tables and everything right outside. That, that's you know that's that's absolutely beautiful and we definitely have to talk i mean there is something that we give away to our supporters right and and what we do is we have this card designed uh for homeless individuals in our community and i want to meet up with you at some point and provide you with this card because you know going out to the streets and doing ministry and and give the homeless community something i mean you cannot tell them oh find the homeless shelter find help without giving them something so i agree with you it's always exactly. good to give them something tangible uh, but we also need to give them information also about the nearest shelter not sure if the griefing and 41 we will be the closest uh, shelter uh, and if you want to we can give you the cards so that when you're giving them the meal or you're giving them the clothing you also give them hope for a restoration for life right I, I mean we want we want our homeless community to know that yes today you know the first Saturday of the month we are here to minister to you, to pray with you, to bring you something. But what else are we bringing you? And hopefully that could be hope that you can enter a center, a program that you can change your life forever. And maybe yes. in six, six months down the line or one year down the line, you can join us in that corner in Griffin and 441. Yeah. And you can <laughs> help exactly. us give away and give more hope to other homeless individuals. 
Yes. And this is something that I am big on, right? Uh, because we want to, yes, we want to provide for our homeless community, but we, are, what we're looking for is that everlasting change, guys, right? Exactly. So yeah. I definitely need to meet with you. We need to provide you with these cards. I mean, again, I don't know if we are, I, I believe that we, we probably are the closest shelter to that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so we want well, to give you, you cards. <laughs> for, right? I love it. And, and you're already coming to us and you're already giving us you know whatever the leftover that you have for the for the residents in our center but see the reality Louis is that the residents in our center once before they came to us they used to be homeless themselves and now they are on the way to change their lives for the better so we definitely need to get together we need to talk more Um, we need to brainstorm right in order to bring not only those items but also listen we're coming the first Saturday of every month but this is we want you to actually change forever right we, we exactly. want you to have a better life and and come back and help us <laughs> that yeah, would and be- i want to make sure that everybody knows that this is not a one-man show i'm just the logistics that put people together but i like you know i have people that help me like um we work with this co- with this organization called work to live out of miami we give them i do book bag challenges and we give them up to we're up to date we have like 150 book bags that we gave the homeless and we also have a museum called the w motor our number one sponsor wow that's amazing yeah, yeah you need you need that support from our community right there yeah, is yeah. there is no way we can do everything we do Can't i mean do no. exactly exactly you, you're right about that it's not a one man show yeah me and my wife we put in as much as we can but we noticed that we we were not enough and this is when i went out and got sponsors and now we're in a point that we are steady you know we we we're there for them every first of the month you know and my my wife she's she does the children's ministry and we actually take kids over there to serve them you know what I mean? So they can learn about this. That's amazing. Yeah. Listen, you you guys are doing great things. I mean, I, I, I love it. And I think, again, if we get together and, and we talk about what you can give them and say, listen, the shelter is this many minutes away from here, right? Um, because, again, you want them to enter a, a life-changing opportunity. So I'm, I'm excited. And, and you're right. You're doing, you're, doing, you're doing it the right way because this is exactly how you get a homeless person to actually come up to you, right? I had to learn that. Um, um, the hard way, I would say, over 10 years ago, uh, when I tried to give them just a piece of paper uh, with the information uh, for the shelter, right? And, right. oh, my goodness, I hadn't even turned the corner. The person had already thrown it away. Um, uh. This person did not even look at the piece of paper, right? So, of course, when I talked to the team, they told me, we know exactly what you did wrong. You didn't give them anything. You have you to have give to, them. You have to build the relationship you, first. And, well, yeah, but, I mean, at a traffic light. <laughs> There's not so yeah, much yeah, of yeah, building yeah. a relationship, but you know what? If you're if you're handing out a bottle of water, if you're handing out a, a snack bar, um, a hygiene little item, something tangible, right? But then right. besides that, what else are you giving them, right? right. And I right. and I learned that many many years ago uh, when I joined this beautiful ministry, and and to this day, I think that you're right. You know, you give them something, and you tell them about the shelter, and you actually can follow their lives by. Bottle 
volunteering right. at the shelter if you have the time. I really want to bring Steady Revival Ministry maybe one day to volunteer inside of, of the shelter so maybe you guys can see. Oh, you know, so <laughs> you, you can have like the big picture, you know, you can have everything. Yes. So you're helping yes. them in the corner. You're encouraging them to go to a shelter and then you go to the shelter and you see how it is so that right. you can go back and, and give them more information. Right. Well, um, Louis, Louis, thank you so much. Uh, you're steady, welcome. Steady Revival steady. Ministry. Yep. Thank you for joining us today and thank you for the amazing work you're doing to help others in our community. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Sunday at 11 a.m., don't miss Breaking Battlegrounds, the show that asks the tough questions that the corporate media won't. Just go to breakingbattlegrounds.vote and listen every Sunday morning at 11, right here on News Radio WIOD. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate at The Caring Place with the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. So excited we have with us on the phone today, Brandy Oglesby. Brandy, welcome to our show. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to interview you. I love when we talk to our volunteers and Vanessa, our wonderful volunteer coordinator, she told me, Leanne, you have to interview Brandy. She's amazing <laughs> and, and I know you are because we briefly met the other day in person. Brandy, yes. thank you for all that you're doing to give back to others in our community. How did you find the Miami Rescue Mission? I first found the Miami Rescue Mission through my nursing program at Miami-Dade Community College, the Benjamin Leon School of Nursing. For my community health nursing course, we had a certain amount of volunteer hours we were doing. Uh, once I started volunteering, I fell in love with serving my community and with the people, with the organization, the gentlemen in the program. And I, I just kept doing more hours and we were supposed to, you know, we needed to do for our nursing program. I wasn't doing it because I needed to. I was doing it because I wanted to. You know, I'm, and, I'm uh, glad that you mentioned that because a lot of our volunteers, that's exactly what happens. So we are an organization that welcome, we welcome uh, volunteers that need to do community service hours for court mandated hours and also like you for school hours, right? This is part of your, yes. your, your program in, 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 in college. Now, it's wonderful that a lot of our volunteers, Brandy, and I thank you so much for that. They actually fall in love with what they're doing and they go yeah. beyond beyond the service hours that they have to do for for school or for court and and i love it because i always say hey i hope you fall in love with us you know that it's, it's, it's it goes beyond the 15 or the 20 or the 10 hours so so Definitely. thank you i mean this is the greatest news now what exactly are you helping us with at the mission i'm i do the serving i serve the meals so I work alongside the kitchen with all the gentlemen that work in the kitchen, but also the volunteers that I work with weekly. A lot of them are actually nurses who inspired me because as a nurse, we want to help our community. We're there to help people because we love our community and that's what we want to do, take care of people. So it makes sense that I would fall in love with serving my community. Um, aside from just the nursing aspect of it, I do have a brother who is a homeless addict. Oh. And when I first started volunteering for the rescue mission, in my mind, I was hoping Maybe I'll find my brother. Maybe he'll come through here. Maybe this is a program that he can get some help because we didn't know where he was for a few months. Wow. I'm so sorry. I'm, yeah, thank I mean, you. I, I can only but, imagine the pain, you know, of your family and having to deal with that. 
Yes, but but volunteering at the rescue mission is gives me such a positive outlook on it because I have every time I go there, it it renews my faith and my hope because I hear so many stories and I talk to the gentleman and everybody that's working there that has actually been through the program and has moved out and now works and you know they've gone through the hard times in life but they've made a change so every time I go there every single person I talk to to me is my brother and it gives me faith and hope that one day my brother will see that there is something better out there that there's help for him there's support and maybe he will be able to come through that program and I'll be able to serve him there and, and he'll get the support and help he needs Oh my God, Brandy, you're giving me uh, yeah. so, so many emotions here. And, and I, I totally agree with you. There is always hope. Do not lose it. Hang on oh, to that yeah. hope and hang on, hang on to that. You know, you, you know that there is something better for your brother out there. And I do hope that he comes to the center. And you're right. A lot of our employees, a lot of my colleagues actually went through the program. They, they were yeah. homeless ones. They, they went through the program. They graduated from the program and now they work. They have a, a, you know, a wife, a family, a, a job. Yes, thriving lives in a exactly. So yeah. I, I'm going to be praying so much with you and for you and, and for your brother to find us at some point. Thank you for yes, your volunteer thank you. service. Thank you for coming to our centers and actually, like we said earlier, falling in love with what we do. Brandy, I'm yeah. going to invite you and all of our listeners. Our Centennial Gala is coming up October the 15th at 6 p.m. We want all of our supporters to be there and join us in this celebration of a hundred years of serving our homeless community. If you want more information, please visit our website at www.caringplace.org forward slash gala. Or you can call me here at the mission. My direct number is 305-572-2004. Thank you for joining us, Brandy. Awesome to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, once again, we are at that part of the program where we get to hear a life-changing uh, testimony story uh, from someone who has come to the Caring Place. Uh, well, you know we have campuses in Miami and Broward. And I have here with me today a wonderful young man. Um, I, I always wished on the radio I could just give you a visual uh, once, a, once in a while. But he is... Uh, across from me in a light blue cardigan sweater <laughs> tie shirt you look sharp oh, okay i love fine. your beard thank you um you definitely you know a lot of people say you say everybody looks like a ceo <laughs> but um you look like a ceo oh. okay of a company so thank you omar for being with us today um we, we appreciate it thank you for having me i appreciate being here as well well tell us a little bit of your backstory and let's go back in time and tell us a little bit about family life and uh how you grew up and eventually what led you to the mission um well i grew up in a very strong christian household i was a single parent single mother child you know uh out of three children at the time and my father was never really around. He's Cuban native. Um, I'm half Cuban, half black from Miami. Been here my whole life. Um, I don't know. My story started very simple. I was given everything. I was told, you know, the right things. I yeah, always said, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, I was always by the book with mm -hmm. my family or it would be, you know, it would not turn out too well for me. So mm -hmm. um, I went to college and I found out that I was you know, given a, a bad diagnosis that would be with me for life, you know, and I lost it. I just, I lost confidence in myself. I lost the will to live. 
And I started using drugs. Uh, I started living a lifestyle that was against everything that I had learned as a child. Mm. You know, I lost my family. You know, and, and I remember a certain time when I was out there in the world and I was just begging God to give me back my family. But I wasn't just giving him all of me. I was too busy still living in my flesh and I wasn't able to uh, step out of it. But I, I ended up getting my degree. You know, I got mm. my degree in elementary education and with this. So for a while you were the functioning addict. Yes, yes, yes. Very functioning. I actually taught children and um, in special needs Wonderful. So for about three years and still using at the same time. Um, but it came to a point where I couldn't uh, focus and I couldn't stay dedicated to the children or their parents. And I decided to quit. But um, I gave my life over to a different meaning. I started working security. And I just was unhappy, absolutely unhappy with everything in my life. And I just uh, decided that within that realm of the security that I would, um, I just still used. I even used while I was at work. And it, it got to a point where I wasn't placing all of my focus into my job. I was placing it all into um, my using. Um, and I'm always reminded of the story of the prodigal son. You know, my yes. mom always calls me the prodigal son. And at some point I was upset about it, but I understand it now. Um, I started wallowing in the pig pen. You know, I mm -hmm. was eating what the pigs ate. And then I had to come to myself. I had mm -hmm. to understand that, you know, my father, my mother's home, my, my people's home, they eat better than this. Mm. And they were giving me everything that I needed. And I chose a lifestyle that ultimately was killing me. Yes. And then... I had to, I had an awakening. I had a moment of, of aha, mm. like, bro, you need to go back home. Mm -hmm. You need to, you need to go back to your mother's arms. You need to go back to your, your, your family's arms because, you know, even though at, at a young age, I had everything, I still had these steps in life that brought me back to my knees mm -hmm. and it, it grounded me really. I was too busy in the clouds. I was too busy living in the fantasy and I, it just wasn't the truth. So um, I went back home for a while and I surrendered myself to my family's will and it didn't work out very well. So they put me out and then I was just, you know, sleeping on the streets, selling my body and I wasn't just was in a bad place and it didn't get any better. You know, I was um, being confronted by people and I couldn't fix it. Okay, we're just going to interrupt at that point, and we're going to come back with more of Omar's story, because there is more to this story. You cannot touch anything. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Is your job... We fought all the time. He used to just choked me and beating me in front of my son. I had to get out of there. So I was sleeping on the park bench while my baby was in his stroller. My son was crying from being hungry. And I was like, Mom, well, Mommy ain't have no money right now. Mommy can't feed you. And he just crying to He just couldn't cry no more. He just go to sleep. Came over town and got some help. The first time we walked in, they took us straight to the dining room and they fed us. Right then and there, I just said, thank you, Jesus. When I got the meal, I felt that there was hope. My life is just so much better now than it was. I don't have to be beat on, put down. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to make it. 
Can you help to change a life by sponsoring meals for the hungry? Sponsor 10 meals for $20 a month or 5 meals for 10. Join Miami Rescue Mission's Meal a Month Club. Go to caringplace.org slash meals. That's caringplace.org. Hi, this is Earl Ruff. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Well, we are back with Omar, and he is in the midst of his story. I don't want to take any time from it because it is very powerful. Omar, uh, you are at that point where you tried to come back to the family and submit to their will. Things still wasn't going right. Now you're out again. What is what is happening? Uh, well, there was a very cold day in February, and I found myself sleeping on a park bench, a steel park bench, covered in everything I had in my suitcase. And it, it still was not giving me any warmth, any life. You know, I just uh, fished out a box of donuts out of the garbage can, and I was eating it and just, you know, just crying and eating and crying and eating. And, and I, could, I came to a point where I had to surrender again. And my mom, for about a year I was out there in the street, she kept telling me, go to the mission, go to the mission, go to the mission. And, you know, my earlier years, I saw movies about shelters, and it scared me. Yeah. And I just did not want to submit myself to something like that. I thought I was above it. I thought I had everything. You know, I, I, I didn't want to do it. Right. So um, my mom, she just kept insisting, go to the mission, go to the mission. I, I've already researched everything for you. You know, I've talked to people there. They tell me that it's a very Christian, you know, very faith-based program. That was something that I was looking for as well. I did not want to be submitted to something that did not agree with my spirit. So she, and, and I love Christian music. I've mm-hmm. been singing my whole life. So um, she knows how, you know, how deep I am with God, how much of my relationship matters to me with God. So she kept researching and she kept finding places. And I had been to four other programs during this time frame. Okay. So I came to the mission and my first, my first emotion was fear. My first emotion was absolute panic and fear. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know if I should, you know, completely give into the program, but I did. I ended up giving into the program and I heard a brother talking about his life Mm. and it agreed so much with mine. Mm. And I saw how much faith he had and I Mm. saw how much correction that God had given him and glory and just just glory to glory to glory that he was in. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that. Okay. I wanted that in my life. I wanted it to be something within me. And I'm so thankful for the mission because they brought back my song. You know, I had lost my music. I'd lost life song. My life song. They brought it back to me and they gave it back to me with so much more power, so much more potency. I always say that I, I don't want to be powerful. I want to be potent, you know, and the mission gave that back to me. Every time I run into a brother who comes in, I've been there for about six months now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the first week I didn't think I would make it. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. The first week was absolutely hard for me. But then it started to get easier. I started praying more. And I noticed that when I started praying more, you know, I started receiving more ability. I started receiving just, more. Just but- so the listeners know, we call that the Jericho phase. And we call it the Jericho phase because that's when the walls have to come down. Amen. Um, so um, once the walls came down, once all the pride fell, once all of the concern about, you know, the outside factors fell, I started feeling the spirit on the inside of me. And then that allowed me co- to connect with other spirits, you know, other men who needed my help. Um, and I was still helping myself at the same time. Yes. So um, at the mission, I've learned prayer is power. At the mission, I've learned that relationship is everything. 
And at the mission, I've learned that the spirit notices the spirit. We connect with other spirits. We are always connected to the divine. Everything is connected to the divine. And as long as we are, you know, the, as long as we body embody God, as long as we have the spirit within us, we can always reach out and help someone else who's suffering from the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so Omar, tell me in the last seconds here, what's your goal? My goal is not to uh, go back to doing the same thing. What I want to do is to put my focus into building up those of us who are lost, those of us who are, are, are suffering, those of us who are. Are you thinking about getting a certification in counseling? I would love that. I already have my teaching degree. Okay. I would love right. to add that on to me because I do want to give. Many have gone back to Miami-Dade. And yeah, that. I've heard Miami-Dade and FIU. Yes. You know, I'm a graduate of FIU. Yes. So I would love to reach back. I would love yeah. to pick up another brother in need. You know, Amen. they've done it for me. I would Amen. love to do it for them. Well, you get solid and independent and empowered and keep God in your life and all those things will come unto you. Well, thank you uh, for sharing your story. Omar, please pray for him and the many other men, women, and children that come through our doors. Thank you once again. Thank you for having me again. Wow, what a great testimony from Omar. And that's what this program is all about. I've been like that for over 10 years. This is Mission Possible, the good news program. And with all the doom and the gloom, with all the ups and the downs, and with all the bad news that you hear. And, you know, we just lost the queen this past this past week, and people are in mourning for her, and the wars that are there, and the inflation, and, and the economy, and, and still what's coming next with COVID. And people are just living in fear many, many times. And this, this program is all about good news. You know, when you turn it on you're going to hear people in the community that are doing good things volunteers that are doing good things companies that are doing good things and i call them sometimes uh uh secret heroes because they're doing things uh because they want to and they want to enrich other people's lives you know we're coming up on october 15th it's just a month away it just blows my mind we've been preparing this since last year but when the time comes up it's like a wedding you know it's just here and so we're having our centennial eye care gala celebration it's our big bold beautiful centennial celebration this year 100 years uh, of serving those in, in great need and serving the lord and we're having a celebration a gala it's going to be at the signature grand it's off of a 595 in, up in fort lauderdale uh you know we have donors all the way down in homestead we have supporters all the way up in boca raton and we have all through broward county all through miami dade county and it's very difficult just to select one place to have everyone meet because it's always either too far for some people not to come so we found a place we think is very good it's very easy to find it's very easy to drive through uh very easy to park parking is free uh you go to caringplace.org slash gala uh you can sponsor a table for twenty five hundred dollars seats are two hundred dollars each uh we hope to have a full house that night and what a night it's going to be uh you're going to be able to have a go through a walk through a history hall of what the mission was like in the early years all the way to the present you'll have a chance to meet the three founders of the ministry dr frank and maxine jay Jacobs. They were just down here in May. They served 35 years. Uh, I've served 30 years, so you can figure the cross between them. We have about 50 years of serving here together, Marilyn, myself, and Maxine and Frank. So we're half of the 100 years. That's pretty exciting. And so we're going to have a great time. And we really do, and we really would encourage you to come. If, you, if you've supported us in the past or you're just curious, it's going to be a wonderful night out. It's not going to be a tuxedo. It's going to be dressing, uh, but it's going to be a great night. We have great entertainment. Uh, you'll hear stories of transformed lives and uh, we were able to uh, all the madness in the last two years we were able to put together a book and uh, it was written by Walter Villa 
He's a, uh, a sports writer, really, but he came in to be a ghost writer, and he did a wonderful job by interviewing people, myself and donors and, and people that are in the community, and uh, yeah, I think you're going to love it. You can pick it up and put it down. There's pictures in there of the early years up to the present, and that's going to be a gift to everybody there. I'm excited because it's on my watch. I'm excited because during my 30 years, I never thought that I'd be here this long to be able to celebrate the 100-year celebration, and besides doing that, we're still going forward. If you can't go to the gala, we're still going forward by feeding over 250,000 meals this fall. Uh, we're back to, to we're getting back to, to our numbers from pre-COVID. We're actually, instead of just feeding people outside, we're bringing them into our cafeteria and they're getting showers and changing clothes now. Our buildings are filling up again. Uh, we're praying against any any other attack of COVID or anything like that. But we are uh, we're looking to the future and you can help us with that. You know, the first thing that people do when they get here is get a hot meal. And I say this so, so often, hope often begins with a meal. And some of the, sim- one of the simplest ways you can get involved, become a Meals on sponsor ten dollars a month you can ten fifty rather that's five meals a month go to go to caringplace.org slash meals that's caringplace.org slash meals for ten dollars is five ten dollars and fifty cents is five meals for 42 it's 20 meals and so on whatever god puts on your heart that can be deducted every month and you'll know you'll have the feeling as you're sitting down to your dinner that there's an empty plate there in a way that you're feeding somebody in great need and that food often leads to transformation well god bless you thank you for tuning in today and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. You have been listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. To contact the Miami Rescue Mission or Broward Outreach Centers, please visit us at our website at caringplace.org. Join us again next Sunday morning for more good news on Mission Possible. Man, my husband, we fought all the time. He used to just choke me and beat me in front of my son. I had to get out of there. So I was sleeping on the park bench while my baby was in his stroller. My son was crying from being hungry. And I was like, Mommy, well, Mommy ain't have no money right now. Mommy can't feed you. And he just crying to He just couldn't cry no more. He just go to sleep. Came over town and got some help. The first time we walked in, they took us straight to the dining room and they fed us. Right then and there, I just said, thank you, Jesus. When I got the meal, I felt that there was hope. My life is just so much better now than it was. I don't have to be beat on, put down. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to make it. Can you help to change a life by sponsoring Meals for the Hungry? Sponsor 10 meals for $20 a month or 5 meals for 10 Join Miami Rescue Mission's Meal a Month Club. Go to caringplace.org slash meals. That's caringplace.org. W-I-O-D.